Disclaimer. This podcast is recommended for 18 plus listeners. We discuss spicy books and taboo topics. Please always check the trigger warnings of books before listening. As we discuss the books in depth, there will be spoilers. The following podcast is formed from our experience and opinions. You made me feel like a goddess. Welcome to the latest episode of the Book Boyfriend Society, where we discuss a spicy book each week, the alpha hole of said book, as well as all things of the smut variety. We are your hosts, V and Haley. Buckle up because things are about to get spicy. Cover me in emeralds, baby. Treat me like your queen. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Book Boyfriend Society. Hello, V. Hayley, as always, it's a pleasure to be here. It's great to be here with you and with our lovely listeners. And this week, oh, I tell you, I'm, let's not get ahead of myself. Let's not get ahead of myself, but it's going to be a good one. It's one of my favorite sort of tropes. It's kind of my favorite topic, to be honest. Yeah, I, I love this trope too. But um, I guess as always, first and foremost, what are you reading at the moment? What have I been reading? I've been doing rereads. I've really fallen into that. I need to know exactly what I'm in for. I want to sort of know that I'm definitely getting my happy ending. And I just need that comfort. So I did a bit of a Cora Riley, um, the Kimura Chronicles. Mm -hmm. I did uh, Twisted, a couple of her Twisted Pride, Twisted Emotions. I had to go through them again. I did, what else did I do? Arena Kentmore was obviously in there as well. (laughs) Of course. I know. Um, And actually, I reread... A lot, one that we'll be discussing at the end of today as well. I it's actually one of my rereads all the time. It's just such an easy read. Perfect, easy read. And one guess what that one might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure you'll know by the end of this episode <laughs> what we're talking about. What have you been reading? Well, I wanted that sort of more, once again, small town vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read Melanie Morland's Reynolds Restoration series. It's a three book series, sort of set in, I guess, I guess you could say, small town Canada, yet outside Toronto. Um, There's Rev to the Max, Breaking the Speed Limit, and Shifting Gears. And it's sort of all set around this um, garage or workshop. Okay. And um, yeah, you've got that kind of grumpy sunshine vibe, and it's just really kind of sassy, and the spice is good. And it's one of those really sweet reads. Yeah. But not sickly sweet. Yes. But yeah, no, it was just kind of hit the spot. Like, I know what nice. you mean about the comfort. You kind of just need the, mm-hmm. just keep it a bit simple. And I don't need dark romance right now. I think sometimes I just don't want to use the brain power. Like, sometimes mm. I just can't, I don't have the effort in me to go through a new book. It's like, I know these characters. I yeah. know where it's going, but I'm still enjoying it. True. So there's something to be said for that. And I know that, you know, hundreds, thousands of readers do the same thing. Because it's just, I know for me it's comforting. It's like having a hot water bottle in my head. Yeah, I agree. Like, I I find that, yes, there's a gazillion books that you could be reading, new ones and other older ones that you've still not read yet. But you need something that you know. As you say, you don't have to think about, you know you're not going to have to go through trauma to get to that happily ever after. But, yeah, so comfort reads are great reads. In my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So this week, we are going to be discussing none other than the nanny trope. 
Oh. And Haley here actually has some sort of first-hand experience with this, don't you? Uh, just a little. I did nanny for many years. And I must say, I did not have any encounters quite like some of these books. And I just think that's just such a shame. But thank fucking away. Yeah, I was going to say that. Oh. <laughs> what were the kids like? Were they naughty or No, right I have to say, no, I have to say, I will happily say the kids that I cared for were pretty cruisy Aww. and lovely and beautiful and that's really so much nice fun. yeah so i've looked after babies from basically just a few days old oh. right up to wow teenagers 14 and i tell you what give me a newborn any day really over a teenager so, oh my god yeah so i have had you know live in live out roles and um as i said i don't know if i would have coped quite as well with some of these characters. Yes. There's some of the things that go on in these books, but damn, I wish I kind of had met. I mean, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, I thought maybe, who knows, not with the daddies because no. they're pretty much all happily married, but... Um, I mean, yeah. a single father here or there. Yeah. Who knew? Like, it, it could have happened. Damn and it. It does happen because, you know... Hello, these books have had to have come from somewhere, so... And it's funny, because usually, like, with these tropes, we usually choose, like, three books mm. each, but one of these books is one of our favourite reads anyway. Oh, yeah. And so we, we always knew that one of these picks was going to be... Like, the third pick was going to be the same pick, so we'll probably be spending most of our time talking about that one. Yeah, and, and when you look at it, like, he... And we will get there, but he is one of my book boyfriends, and I think very worthy of being on that list. Yeah. With the um, the thing that I kind of find really intriguing about the nanny trope is that usually there's an age gap. Yes. And it's that workplace romance, mm -hmm. but it's really not because it's set in that home and slash forced proximity. I was just about to say forced proximity. Because you kind of, and when you work in someone's home, it's yeah. so different to... An office. Yeah. Mm. That kind of barrier goes down and you see the people as they actually are. Yes. Rather than the um, kind of that they put on for the world so it is an actually interesting place to meet your partner but there's still that power dynamic that's still slightly well i mean this is completely work. sort of off topic kind of on topic completely off topic how you know when you see the celebrity magazines and mm -hmm. the affair with the nanny yeah and how many times have we seen that yeah like there's so clearly it must just it is that sort of forced proximity i guess mm -hmm. they get too comfortable i don't know what it is but it's a thing well it is a thing and, and you do see some of those stories and you go oh i know how it happens you're laughing at their father's jokes and everything's wonderful old wifey's had enough she's mm. like i don't have time for this yeah whereas the nanny kind of does and oh yeah. slippery slope it's an extremely slippery slope so it can happen i can see how it happens but that's why I kind of love um, with the the nanny books that I like. They're never there's never other woman drama no. apart from when the ex is like yes. an idiot. Yeah, but it's usually widowed, or it's there. The ex isn't in the picture, or the ex is horrible and yeah, no relationship. Like that always seems to be the mo. Yeah, it's never the nanny going in and breaking up the relationship. Never, which is I don't. I don't think, think I, I, I wouldn't either. No, I to think be perfectly I honest, struggle with that going. 
Uh oh, too dirty. Yeah, no. What's your first pick? Well, my first one is one of my absolute favourites. Um, I love this author too, and I um, have mentioned this author before, which is Karina Halley, and it's the Nordic King. Ooh. So this one follows King Axel. Nice. Or asshole. Of, <laughs> of Denmark and um, he has got two he's a widow yeah he's got two small children Clara and Freya um, two small princesses I should say and um, he to the world outside he is grieving for his beautiful wife she's very much um, hailed as a princess Diana wow you know humanitarian yeah died when she was young in a car crash wow and you know the whole country is mourning yeah this is years later, a few years later, and you can tell that he's hiding something about their relationship and about her death because he was actually driving the car. Oh. And there was another person in the car with them as well. And that So the relationship of, wasn't great? No. Relationship wasn't great. But Tableau thought it was. Yeah, everyone tell. thought yeah, they okay. were perfectly married, this beautiful pair. Yeah. How tragic. And, yes, it is tragic that this um, woman died, but it's not as clean cut pretty and yeah wholesome as the world thought it was so um they go through nannies and they find this um australian girl she's living in france and she's basically just i'll take one last job before i work out what i want to do yeah and she's in her sort of early to mid-20s he's in his early 40s and he is just needing someone. Yeah. His aunt lives with them and he gets her to interview the nanny. She does. She flies to London to meet her and, oh, no, um, Paris to meet her, our lovely Aurora, and kind of goes, hmm, on paper, amazing qualifications and experience. And she said, I'm a bit irreverent, but, yes, come to Denmark, come to Copenhagen and we'll interview you. Now, Aurora doesn't know who it's for. She no. doesn't know it's for the king. She goes there and she meets him and straight away he's like, no, get her out. Oh. And he basically says that in front of her. Same she's bastard. Yeah. Brilliant. Cold, Can't wait. Cold, <laughs> Sold. horrible arsehole. Wow. Yeah. And so it, the sparks are there from the yes. start. Yes. Tension. And she pushes back. And so his aunt's like, no, no, Off no. With her head. Yeah, yeah. His aunt's like, no, we need her. So, and the kids meet her and the kids love her. And what age is the kids? So they're about um, six, seven, yeah, eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they're young girls. Um, they're really cute. cute. A lot of fun. And um, so because the girls meet her and love her, they want her. And he, he will do anything for his kids, which no. is really, like, you kind of get the dad vibe and you're like, oh. Love that. Yeah, so they've got this really sparky, like, back and forth banter. She always gives it back to him. She calls him asshole. Yeah. Um, she writes in a diary and all this sort of stuff. And um, you can just feel that. He needs her. Yeah. And the way she is with the kids is amazing. And yeah. I can't wait to read. Yeah. It is really beautiful. You get the happily ever after. It is not the easiest of paths. Yeah. Um, with all the Karina Halley's characters, they are flawed. Yeah. They're not cookie cutter perfect. No. Um, yeah. So he's hot. She's lovely. She's a lot of fun. And she just brings him back to life. And you find out. 
why he's as cold and yeah. switched off as what he is. So, yeah, I definitely recommend this one. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited. I, that has been on my radar for a while, actually, that yeah. book. Yeah, it is a good one. I like it. Once again, you're talking about comfort reads. Yeah. This is one of mine. I like to every now and again, at least two times a year, I'll read this wow. one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That says a lot. Okay. All right. Nice. Who have you got? Okay, my first one is a Cora Riley Mafia. Oh. Age gap nanny romance. And basically, she, freshly 18. Like, she's she's young. young. Very young. So, but they're like, brilliant. We're going to marry her off straight away. So, he's in the Mafia, Mm -hmm. and his wife was, and you're sort of like, she's died. But there's circumstances around it where people are like, uh, how did it happen? So that he potentially could have killed her? Yes. (gasps) Oh. Yes. Okay. So there's that. And he's got a, I think, a four-month baby girl. Oh, she's young. A very young baby. Very young baby. And the little boy, I think, is around three, four. Extremely traumatized to the point where he won't even sleep in his own bed. He'll go into his mother's room. So they were already in separate rooms as well. Oh, no. As husband and wife. Yeah. So there was a lot going on. He meets her, and he's obviously not going to say no to the capo and all that sort of stuff. He's like, yeah, sure. Like, we need to get married. Like, he needs to marry her, and if she's a child, I'll just marry her, and she can raise the kids. I won't have anything else to do with her. Oh, my goodness. He doesn't – he's not interested, really, in her other than – so let's get married, and then you can just be home wife. It's just childcare purposes only. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. But she's 18. So she's just like, um, what is going on? So all of her ideas are so unorthodox, but they start to work. Like <laughs> there, there's a little dog that he can't stand that they lock in a room because it's so ill-mannered. But it was the wife's, the, the you know, widow, dead wife, I guess, um, her dog. And so there's this whole thing that she's like, well, if you're going to lock it in a room, of course it's going to like start fucking everything up. <laughs> so it's just like she then gets the little boy to start eating by having the dog around and things like that. So it's just, she's got a really, it's definitely grumpy sunshine base. He is an asshole. And all the while he's testing her with a bodyguard. Like this bodyguard like keeps going to touch her and sort of kind of comes onto her a little bit. And she's like, what is going on? And it comes about that, yes, he's testing her because he's got massive trust issues massive so at this stage like he actually likes her now i think it's more he's intrigued by her but he can't stand the way that she dresses and he just looks at her and just goes young oh okay so it's not like she's provocatively dressed no no she's like wearing sun like her things sunflower dresses and things oh too very very sunshiny yeah but then she starts to go you know what i want this to be a relationship and so then she puts in little Mm. things here and there to make you know, in, I guess, seductive. Yeah. Uh, which it's annoying for him because he's like, okay, I'm going to bite here, but I really Ooh. don't want to. So <laughs> there is angsty. And look, it's, I loved it. And the way that they become a family. Yeah. Oh, it was just, I loved it. And I love the mafia side of things. Yeah. Brought into it too. So Yeah, because it's unusual to have that combination. Yes. Isn't it? Very much. Ooh, which one was it? So she, and it's very much like, I've got a feeling they're definitely outside characters. So from everyone you know, it's like a cousin of something. Yeah, and yeah it's not one of the main... No. Yeah, okay. No. But cool. definitely worth a read. I want to read that one. I loved it. Yeah. 
Okay, who's your next one? I've got um, sort of two that are a little bit of a different take on the whole nanny trope. Yeah. Because the main female characters are nannies. So I'm taking a look at Donna Alarm's No Ordinary Gentleman. Okay. And Morgan Elizabeth's Distraction. Mm. Now, this is the, the little, I guess the difference is that they are nannies, but it's not the father that they end up with. It's the children's uncle. Oh. So, and I hadn't seen these before until just this last year. And, um, yeah, you know, once again, you get the whole age gap. Yeah. Younger woman, older man. Um, the Donna Alarm ones is set in um, Scotland, an American girl goes over and is uh, has a hot night with this guy in London, goes for a job in Scotland, and... He's the uncle oh. because his sister and her children live with them. Right. And um, so she's the nanny for the children. And so once again, you know, she's this sassy young girl. They have mm-hmm. this hot, really amazing night together, full of chemistry, full of banter. And, um, yeah, of course, they fall in love. Oh, love. beautiful. And, you know, it's quite angsty as well. Yeah. He is quite a bit older than her. And um, the other one was Morgan Elizabeth's The Distraction. Now, if you'd read Tis the Season for Revenge, yeah. and this was the main character, Abby, okay. sister Hannah. Yeah. So when I read Tis the Season for Revenge, I went, and you know, you, you met Abby's sister and that, and I went, there's got to be a story here. Now, I didn't hadn't seen this author before. So I looked her up and went, oh, there's the actual book. Ah. So I did read it and she is this real sunshiny, beautiful, beautiful girl and he is the uncle, kind of grump, not typical grump. No. But um, he is very much, I'm all about work, I don't need a distraction. Yeah. Um, because things that happened years ago and affected his business and he's a billionaire and it's set in a small town mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, she just effortlessly distracts him and it kind of has a big knock-on effect. Yeah. But the spice is really good, um, but she's super-duper sunshine. Yeah. And just, yeah, so sweet. So they're really, like, if you're looking for a really sweet read, I'd definitely go The Distraction. Okay. Donna Alarm is a little bit deeper and a little bit more angsty yeah. and... Oh, the spice with Donna Alarm is great. Same I more. love her male characters. Drives me insane, they do. Um, some of the filthiest characters I've ever read. Really? Yeah. yeah I'm not here nec- for it. Yeah, not necessarily in this book, but um, Donna Alarm, another one of my favourite authors. She, um, yeah, her main male characters. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Yes, love them. Love them. They're filthy. <laughs> so... Right up my alley. <laughs> so, yeah, say less. <laughs> yeah, how about you? What so, are you reading? The second one that I'll bring up is Heartless by, I think pronounced Elsie Silver. And Small Town, mm-hmm. Age Gap, he is grumpy. She is, I, I'd say she's sunshine, but she's also like just got grit about her. Yeah. Like they meet in a cafe store and she, like she's going in to get a coffee and she drops panties on the floor like comes out of her bag oh he, I think you meant like no panties. no no and he picks them up and he's like you know you you basically drop these and she's like okay boom like you know walks out because she doesn't she's not gonna see him again until 
can I, can I just ask, hang on, mm-hmm. clean knickers or had been well on? Clean. She doesn't really like to wear them. <laughs> but for emergency's <laughs> sake, she's like, oh, well, I guess at some point I might have to. So just, you know, trot on. <laughs> um, and he's like, wow, that was amazing. I will, I will keep them. <laughs> so until this girl is like introduced him from friends of friends, like, oh, this, you know, girl is coming to stay for a little while. I know you're looking for a nanny. She could like sort of help with everything. And he's like, um, I have her underwear in a drawer. Like this, <laughs> this isn't ideal. And it's just, it's a little bit slow burn towards the start because he's just constantly trying not to. But once they get going, they are fire. Oh, yes. It's look, I won't say too much because it's, it is just basically that back and forth. Yeah. And there are a few things that happen, but and you've got the ex who isn't in the picture that all of a sudden kind of wants to be in the picture. Like, all that sort of shit. Um, but great. I actually love her books, Elsie Silva. I've been really impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that you've mentioned a few of hers before. Do you know with all the nanny ones that I've read, I've never read one where the ex-wife is around and comes back. Oh. Yeah. It's usually the kind of widow. It, it, it is. I'm, try- like, I'm literally trying to think now if I've had anything where... I know, like, the, oh, there was an ex-wife one the other day where it's not like they want to be together, though. It's more yeah. like they just come back in the picture and want to be, like, they just cause trouble. Yeah, like, I get ones that, you know, the, 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 child, the children, child or children have been raised by the dad and she's kind of in the background. Yes. And maybe wants to contact but is never... Yeah, I don't think I've really read a lot that she tries no. to come back. I don't think I'd put up with that. No. I'd be like, um, this isn't this isn't for me. <laughs> this isn't going past my ideal nanny trope book. Thank you very much. Yeah. But I guess there's one that kind of just rises to the top. It it literally is sometimes all I can think about this book. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the best written books I've ever like I just start to finish. Mm-hmm. Finished it in one day, obviously, because who could put this book down? Go on, do the honours. Who is it? Okay, it's Mr. Masters by T.L. Swan. Our girl T.L. Swan. Oh. Yeah, this guy on the book boyfriend list for me, right up the top. But you know what I think I love about this book so much? How much I love her. Yeah, Brielle's As much as I love books and book boyfriends, Mm -hmm. I think you find you collect more book boyfriends than you do the women. Yes. Like, you collect more MMCs than you do FMCs. Oh, absolutely. She is an ultimate FMC for me. True. Yeah, There's just something about her. She's a girl's girl. Yeah. She, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but she's so bloody likable. Do you know what, for me, the way I look at her, she is, as you say, a girl's girl. She's friendly. She's vivacious. But she's not over the top. No, she's not silly. No. But she is the kind of girl that you want to go out and party with. Yes. But also want to be there for, you want her looking after you in a crisis. Yeah. You also want her looking after you and having your back when Mm -hmm. something goes wrong because she will step up and step in front of you and protect you. She's that kind of girl. She's a real well-rounded character. Yeah. And I think that's where he is wonderful, amazing, and ticks all those Mm -hmm. grumpy, gruff, filthy but he's also got that smirkiness to him there's that underlying like 
No, I, I feel like cheeky's too juvenile for him. Yeah. But there's that, like, sexy cheekiness to him, like, where he'll have a smirk. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll show that side of himself, whereas you can tell, like, especially during the first, I, I would say, third, mm-hmm. he's, he's really trying to keep that back. Oh, yeah. But it still slips out because that's who he is. I mean, you get to see him with Spencer and mm-hmm. Seb and, you know, they're absolute jokesters together. Yeah, because you kind of meet him. He gets married when he's very young. Yeah. His um, partner at the time gets pregnant and they end up marrying. Yeah. So his life is really cut short Mm -hmm. when they're young. So he's really shaped by that. Wasn't he, like, before the wedding, like, kind of not wanting to go through it? Yeah, he didn't want to. Because it was all very kind of rushed Mm -hmm. and neither of them were in love. He wasn't in love with his wife. She wasn't in love with him. He, though, was a very ideal match. Yeah. So it was all systems go. She was very keen on the wedding. He, yeah, you see them. He doesn't, he didn't really want to get married and was having reservations about it. Um, And that shaped his life. Now, they have two children, Willow and Samuel. Yeah. Um, And there's a big age gap between them as well. There is. Because Willow's about 16. Yeah, I think she's all coming up too. Yeah. I think she's like between that 14, 16, whereas he's like, what, six to eight? Yeah, he's, yeah, around that sort of, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, you kind of, it gets revealed that it wasn't the happiest of no. marriages. So he, he's, and he's a, he's a um, judge. Yes. So he's a very sensible. Yes. Very, Not someone I thought I would find ever attractive. No. Can't say I would have either, but, yeah, he's very... By the book, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. He comes from a very wealthy family. Um, and his family are a billionaire. They've got a yeah. company. But he actually sort of wanted to forge his own path and become a judge because he loved the law. So he um, is Mr. Grumpy. He really is. And hires a nanny from an agency and meets her at the airport, which, yeah, that would have been nice. Um, Look, I won't mind. Imagine getting I'm having up. a trip soon. Yeah. To the UK as well. So, uh, Mr. Masters, if you're not busy, <laughs> Heathrow Airport. <laughs> Bring your Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think you probably have too many bags for the Porsche. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Bring a bus. No, he can drive you in the Porsche. Someone else can do. Someone else the can luggage. drive the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was so funny because it was like, you know, so she enters the house and she's getting familiar mm-hmm. and Sammy's just being cute and he thinks she's, you know, so beautiful. He takes a photo of her with like yeah. a camera. Later that night as she's going to get a drink, <laughs> Mr. Masters <laughs> takes that photo off the fridge, has a bit of a self-fondle moment and then pisses off up to his bedroom with it and she's like, um, oh my God. But then has the audacity the next day when he finds her like having a bit of a sniff around his cologne in the bedroom to be like, what are you doing? I was like, why aren't you bringing up the picture? Yeah, you'd be like, hey. I'd um, be like, um, let's, okay, I'll raise you your, me smelling your cologne like a stalker <laughs> and I'll give you, how about the photo that you, like, disappeared off the fridge? It's now in your wank bank. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he is cold and heartless, but he's so ballsy and bold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you were found in his bathroom in the morning, I would have died. I would have just, yeah. Yeah, no. Puddle of goo. <laughs> and then it's this back and forth. And I, I have to say, T.L. Swan has this way of just making you, like, 
your gut. Mm-hmm. Like, go, oh, no. Like, there's this part yeah. where it, they're sort of in that teething area yeah. of the relationship as nanny and employer with the kids and all that sort of stuff. And a couple of incidences have ha- happened and she she's just gone, you know what, I'm going to give in my notice because that's practically what he's alluded to, what he wants anyway. Yeah. And she goes to do it and she's like, I've never felt so cheap and, like, silly mm. as you make me feel. And I was like, oh, this is awful. And he's shocked by it. He's like, well, yeah. I actually don't want you to go. Like, you're making waves with Willow, who's his daughter, who has, you know, given the heave-ho to about eight nannies yeah, in two years or something. Yeah, like, Willow's a really challenging um, character because she's at that awkward stage in her life. Yes. She's a teenager. She is having issues at school. But no one really knows because he is so distracted and disconnected. Yeah. From, as much as he loves his children, he's so disconnected um, from them that he things are being missed. Yeah. And Brielle or Brie, and he doesn't like shortening names. He doesn't like no. nicknames. So she's Brie and he's like, you're Brielle. Yes. She calls Samuel Sammy. He goes, no, Sammy's not a seal. And she's <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm still doing it. Yeah. And she kind of just... As much as he... She drives him insane because he's all about rules, the way things should be done. Now, she's not a nanny by um, experience and or education. She's actually an engineer. Yeah. She's going to have a bit of life experience. So, But he doesn't know that she's an engineer yet. No. So when he basically says, you're an idiot, you're stupid, and she feels that about herself, it's really quite shocking when he does discover... Yeah really who she is and And how powerful he is to make her feel that way like yeah and then you just get to the spice like once he's just like well okay we're gonna have this arrangement Mm -hmm. and they never have like they take it away from the house and it's these little meetings and each meeting's a bit different they they mix it up this pair these these two like dressing up oh yeah they like to mix it up but i just love how tender he is too in those moments like when he lets himself be julian yes you just go can't you just bring that into your life? Like, why does this have to be mm-hmm. a separate thing? But then it's like he wants it a certain way, but then sometimes that doesn't even suit him because then he's having a go at things that she's doing or not doing, and she's like, well, this is how you want it. Exactly. So he's getting all confused about what he wants. Because really he's quite, for all in control and and that he is, he's actually quite young and vulnerable yes emotionally in a way because he is quite stunted um he's been hurt yeah he but he would never say he has no and i think that's where some of that comes in that he doesn't know what he wants this is a woman who makes him feel alive yeah makes him feel a lot of anger and frustration as well um but and this is Keep in mind that this is a guy that technically can get any woman he wants. Oh, yeah. Like, when they go out, like, for the kids' sport and that, there's all these other mothers. And I'm like, "Mm, I remember these days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But that's funny how they all swarm. Yes. And the way Brielle reacts to all of that, too, I love this girl. She's just a class act. Yeah. She never feels second best to those other women. She just realises, like, whatever, I'm yeah. not your little no. gopher. Well, other women are asking her to go and get them coffees and things oh, like that. ridiculous. No, and he follows Brielle, not mm-hmm. the other women. So that's what I really like. And you can tell he just, he adores her but doesn't want to adore her. And I think 
what I love about this book too is her relationship with the kids. Yes. Comes across so authentic. Yeah. Like you can see she really has to work in to get Willow's trust and her love. Yeah. And Sammy, I mean, was just a goner from the first day. Boys are usually easier anyway when they're that age. But I think just the whole time you can see them building such a relationship. So when shit does hit the fan for her and him... You can see the kids are just like, what have you done? They're so angry at their father because Brielle is not their mother. She's not kind of even pretending to be their mother. But there's so much love there and so much trust there that she has built with the children that, and also with his parents. Yes. As well, which I thought was really beautiful. And everyone loves Brielle, but he, he does too. Yeah. But he will not give her any sort of security or no in the relationship so he has said to her no marriage no children and he does do something that i think is a deal breaker betrayal mm. and all the rest of it and i don't know whether we should actually even go there what it is but i think we should and just be like if you haven't read it and you want to this is coming up to a spoiler yeah. so don't listen <laughs> yeah okay i'm going to just say it because i think it's important too like he does he says to her, no marriage, no children. I've already had my children. And she's going, but I'm only young. Yeah, and so maybe we'll talk about this in the future. Yeah. and Let's he's going, table it for now. Yeah. But then she finds... Oh, she finds a letter from a vasectomy clinic, mm. basically. Because he, he's booked in for the, like, to actually have the procedure, hasn't he's he? He's booked it in. He hasn't had it, but he's booked it in, yeah. That's yeah. Right. So she is devastated and rightly so what's a betrayal yeah because he's gone outside of the relationship and making a decision that not only you know affects him and his future it affects hers because she's going i love you i'm all in and you've done this you've taken this choice away from me so very very kind of sad like very sad i thought it was very sad um and it's quite tragic and you see why he makes the decisions that he does yeah out of fear and he's so shut down and all of those things and but then um, he's like that, oh i fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah and you know like everyone's happy for him when he see they notice a difference when yeah. he's with brielle so everyone's kind of supporting and excited for him and then he does this yeah not good no and it is actually quite devastating it's devastating for brielle she moves out the kids are impacted. She's still looking after them. Yes, because she comes, like, during the day, like, yeah. morning, and then she leaves. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of sad because you see how empty his life is without her. Yeah. And the kids feel it, and the animals feel it. I know. I know. It's It was, yeah, it was such a good book. Yeah. You got everything from it. Yes. This I thought it was the one of the best Spice books that she's had, just mm-hmm. in the sense of... Just everything. It had everything I wanted. Like, it's definitely on par with The Takeover for me. Oh, yeah. And that's saying a lot. Yes, true. And you said the same with you and The Stopover. Yeah. And knowing how much you love The Stopover, it says a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, I think Julian is that all-rounder because you see him as a father. Yes. And you see... Because with this one, too, you get a really lovely epilogue mm-hmm. with the children. Yes. Spoiler, the other children that follow. Yes. And you see how, like, what she brings 
to him and how Julian just himself blossoms. Yes. It's usually about, you know, all about the female main character and her journey. But with this one, you see so much of a change in him. And what she brings out in him too. Yeah. And you kind of go, if they had never met, where would his family have ended up? The children would have been really quite unhappy and they would have grown up and probably disconnected from him even more when they became adults. But, yeah, with Brielle there at the heart of the family, I don't believe that would happen. And I think it's – and Tia Swan particularly does this really, really really well. She'll get, like, a gruff, grumpy character Mm -hmm. and make them so tender and Mm -hmm. loving that you can't help just swoon over someone who just, like, you're an arsehole, be like, but I love him. Because that's where I know for myself I love the grumpy arsehole side. Yes. So very much as long as you get that heart. Yes. And you're so right. T.L. Swan does it so well. Because at heart you wouldn't want a man that's just horrible, horrible, horrible. He's got to have those redeeming qualities. Yes. But I like the fact that it's not redeeming for absolutely everyone in the world. It's for the people that they care about the most. Yes. That have this glimpse at this person that's just so oh, amazing. I love it. And look, go and read all of these books. Like, mm-hmm. I loved all of them. But before we go, mm-hmm. while we're on the TL Swan train, yes, I just think we should have a minute to discuss what she brought out over Christmas. <gasps> I just <laughs> feel the need to discuss this book. And I feel like, well, we've got some time. Yeah. Um, the Christmas bonus. And what a bonus that was. I tell you, <laughs> he he gave me such Jameson cross, like... This is Gabriel Ferreira? Yes. <laughs> he gave me, like, like, the men combined. Yeah. He was a grumpy, gruff arsehole. And I, when I was reading it, you know how he yells at everyone in the office? And I know yeah. how much, like, sometimes you hate that. I couldn't mm. stop thinking, like, yeah. how you would be reacting to him. But it was... I'm like, where's the book? Yeah. I was I I can't believe it was left like that. I know I was so delighted that it was a that it was his part of the book. Yeah, because it was kind of like a short story novella. Yes, um, in one big book combined. Yeah, of sort of holiday treat. Yeah. I guess you could say. And yeah, Gabriel Ferreira. So yeah, the yelling. No, I don't like it, but with him, I lapped it up. I couldn't get enough. I, me too. So basically, these two characters work together. She's like the PA. Yeah. She's always, like, she sort of goes into his office slash, I don't know, changing room, because he's always getting changed when she's in there. And she's the type <laughs> of PA. Don't even go inside. Then the, <laughs> I mean, I'll trade places. There, and then she's always getting, like, gifts for the bit on the side that he's got at the time. Oh. And he always says, you know, that if he was to buy something for someone he loved, it would be a diamond, right? Yes. And then they go through this back and forth, and she gets to the point where she's like, you know what? And she's been in love with him pretty much since she started, and he yeah. just doesn't know, I guess. No. And she's like, you know what? This just isn't for me. I'm going to quit. And his tantrum about her. <gasps> yes. I just lapped it up. I loved it. And it infuriated me that you can tell there's so much love and care there, plus the spice and the chemistry between oh, yeah. them. And he is a little brat. And, you, you, like, it's obvious how much he likes her, but then you get the whole, I want my family to be strictly, like, Italian. Italian. Based. And... So he basically sets, like, they sleep together. It's spicy as all hell. Oh. But he's completely set her up, like, oh, that was my goodbye. 
thanks all the same. Yeah. And she's like, that's what you think because ta-da! And that's where you're left in the book. Yeah, you want so much more. And, and I was just little... like... Yeah. Um, Miss Swan, <laughs> where's this book? Because I just... Yeah. I know. So I many, cannot wait. Yeah. So many readers want the full story, please. Because it is... Once again, that really strong, grumpy asshole yes. alpha that you just want to slap. Yes. But, oh, no, he wouldn't take the slapping. Though I feel <laughs> like I'm so intrigued to see where she goes with this because it's always that really dramatic thing. When you find out something like she found out at the end, yes, is she going to tell him? Doesn't she tell him? I'm sort of like, oh, this is like, this is where it gets real black and white. Like, you're mm-hmm. either like, no, she should. Yeah. Or, no, she has every right to. Whereas I'm like, oh. Because I kind of get the feeling she probably won't. I know. And then and it's going to be years later or something. And it will be explosive. To be fair, TL Swan, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, what she's got coming out this year. Mm-hmm. I'm so ready. Me too. Bring it on. I just, both you and I love her so much. Mm-hmm. There's such, yeah. Miles Ever After? Oh, can't wait. Like, I mean, if I have Valentine's this year, they're going to have to wait <laughs> till February 15th because I have a date yeah. with Tristan Miles and the rest of his brothers. Well, it's kind of like an early birthday present for me. <gasps> it is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday to Hayley because that's when Jameson Miles is going to be on fine form again. He's going to come and visit me. Oh, my goodness. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I just, yeah, I probably should put do not disturb. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No, aeroplane mode. That's it. That's it. Don't contact me. No. For 24 hours. Oh, my God. Because I think we're going to see them all as daddies. <gasps> mm-hmm. Do they need a nanny? <laughs> no. No, these guys I wouldn't nanny for. No? Actually, it would be kind of fun life. But, mm. yeah, maybe they've got a cousin that I could have hooked up with. Cheers to that. Cheers to, to that. To the nannies. And the hot guys they nanny for. Oh, delicious. 